Yeah, PS5, you know. Oh, right. How is, how is it? Come on, tell me everything. It's great. Cat hates it. I just think it's fucking ugly. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't mind if it was so big if it didn't look... Like a router with wings. It's just big, and it looks like someone 10 years ago designed what they thought something cool in 2020 would look like. Well, they were right, Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so where were we? Um, hello, I'm Mark Stedman and welcome to List Envy, the Christmas special. This is a two-parter. Uh, this is the podcast in which I uh, speak to a guest, or in this case, guests, and together we build a top five list on a topic that they choose. Now, we haven't had an episode out since um, since March. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you know, some stuff went down around march and it kind of made everything a bit weird and as a result i didn't quite get back on the podcasting horse in the same way so list envy sort of took a bit of a back seat and i'm sad about that and and um I'm bringing it back, uh, and, and I'm delighted to be doing so. So uh, we start off with this Christmas special, which is, uh, as you may have seen from your podcast app already, uh, it is scary ghost stories. Well, we've sort of gone with spooky stories, urban legends, that kind of thing, uh, because of a lyric in a Christmas song that says that's apparently something that you do. Uh, I've never done it, but it felt like it was something that we should do, and uh, I knew exactly who I wanted to uh, do that with, which is Tom Clebon and Kat uh, uh, Turner of Cat's Cabinet of Curiosities, uh, which is uh, a podcast of some renown. Um, it's very, very good. Uh, both Tom and Kat have been early guests on the podcast from way back in 2019. Um, and uh, I will urge you to to go and listen to their episodes. Uh, very different, but um, yeah, so this... I, I will warn you with both episodes... Um, it, there is some stuff in this, right? There is, there is. Um, it's not just like... Uh, I mean, we do the whole call is coming from inside the house. We talk about, uh, you know, these kinds of urban legends, but where they actually come from. Um, so if you are not in the mood for that kind of thing, if you don't want to be uh, triggered, if you uh, don't want scary things, then, yeah, this isn't like spoopy. Uh, some of it is. Um, some of it's kind of, you know, pleasantly spooky, you know, sort of... But some of it's actually quite dark, so if that's not your bag at the moment, then I completely understand. But um, it's it's a really funny uh, episode. We all three of us had uh, an absolute blast doing it, um, and uh, and so I hope you enjoy it. I will have a chat with you uh, towards the end uh, of this episode, uh, and then uh, the next one will be out uh, in a few days' time. So uh, yes, uh, enjoy this. There's not much preamble. Uh, we we kind of get straight into it. So uh, consider the preamble ambled. So we are we are ostensibly here to um, combine some lists. So. Oh, yeah. Time on a tradition tells me that spooky ghost stories are apparently um, a, a fixture of of Christmas celebrations. Is that does that ring true to either of you? No. 
I, <laughs> it's a Halloween thing, right? But I don't. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. But it's in a Christmas song. It's in, um, I believe, it's the most wonderful time of the year. How does it go? There'll be parties for hosting, marshmallows for roasting, and caroling out in the snow. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. Well, I guess when this is Christmas. Why not let's start with you, Cat? What is number one on your list? I think my number one is Mothman, ah, which I have Mothman. done an episode on, which yeah. um, I, so I'd already researched Mothman, but that's what made me love Mothman so much. <laughs> Tell us the story of Mothman. Um, so Mothman, Mark, he is um, a moth and a man. Mm. So mine then. <laughs> <laughs> So uh he's And doesn't he sort of also predict the future? Yeah, I mean he uh, yeah. So yeah. he's like a yeah. good well depend I like to believe that Mothman is a good moth man. Um <laughs> He's a good moth man. <laughs> um I mean as far as Mothmen go, he is the best one we know yeah. of, so he is a pretty good Mothman. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean we're, we're we're cryptid positive here, okay. so I'll tell some of the <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's all settle. Listen. <laughs> we've guys. all had a we've all had a bit of fun. <laughs> but Mothman is serious. Sure. Mothman's a moth and a man, and he can predict the future. And aliens are trying to get him. So it's like, we need to protect Mothman. Oh, I've not heard that take before. That's a take I've not heard that we need to protect Mothman. M Mothman. I think we need to protect Mothman. Mothman is a giant moth, um, but he's a humanoid. So he's a humanoid with bright red eyes and giant wings. And he's said to appear at like sites where things are going to go terribly wrong. I like to think he's there to warn us about it so that everyone can be mm -hmm. like, okay, let's not use that bridge because all the cars are going to come off it. Or like, apparently he was at 9-11. What, he was working in like an accountancy firm over the road or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's like, he's like your intolerable friend who's, who has to tell you that they were in New York only, only six weeks before the, the planes went down. So... I think it started in like 1966 when there were a young couple and they were dri they always starts with a young couple at midnight and they were driving down the road and they saw this huge mothman and they were scared so they ran away um <laughs> and then yep they went to the police and they were the police were like I don't believe you yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is fair. Mm -hmm. um, but the sheriff did go to investigate and they didn't find Mothman. So anyway, so for a while they were just like, okay, don't worry about Mothman. He's not real. <laughs> that was the official um, press release <laughs> position. <laughs> <laughs> Spinning newspaper. Police say, don't worry about Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> but then there were more sightings. Right? Right. Of like these bits. He's like seven foot tall and he's like a human, but also a moth. Wow. And one of them. Like our friend Max, but a moth? Yeah. Really tall with bright red glowing eyes. Yeah. Just, just like, like Max. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
one person saw him take off going straight up like a helicopter like a helicopter just like moths what <laughs> mothman is a vtol yeah I, yeah <laughs> i don't think that fits into a mothman <laughs> thing but <laughs> you don't think that's canon no like i like someone said it like but yeah yeah just because someone says something doesn't make it except true. for all the other mothman sightings which are true it's just this one that's not Sorry. true so sure, <laughs> this one's bogus. well like this one scratches stretches cre- uh, credulity moths don't fly like that oh that's right okay they don't fly straight up no so like i don't know why he would say that but anyway okay <laughs> yeah what an idiot right <laughs> um and then he was seen by a suspension bridge, which collapsed and then killed 48 people, which is very sad. Mm-hmm. But Mothman was there warning them, don't drive on the bridge, but they drove on the bridge. That's your editorial. No, that's fact. <laughs> this is when we did the episode on this. This is one of the things I, this is one of the bones I had to pick. When you say he's there to warn, like it doesn't sound he does much communication. So. No. It sounds more like he was that there to watch. Like, that sounds like, yeah. Yeah, he's a voyeur. <laughs> he's just a tourist. Yeah, but how does a moth warn you about things? They fly around it. Um, is, so, so, so by that logic, and I, I feel like I'm probably being Tom replaying a previous episode, but by that logic, is a, is a moth constantly teaching us about the dangers of light bulbs? Yeah, but re- do do okay. moths think that light bulbs are really dangerous to us? No. Normal moths can't predict the future, Mark. Mothman can predict the future. But you said moths like to warn us. No, Mothman likes to warn us because he can predict the future. But the only thing that he can do as a Mothman is fly around things, right? How else is he going to warn you? He can't talk to anyone. No, he's a moth. He can't. So, so he's <laughs> so he's got all of the humanoid properties apart from the ability of speech. Presumably he can walk, but he can't talk. And no one's ever seen him walking. Right. Okay. Anyway, that was just a small point in the story that he warned everyone about the bridge. Unsuccessfully. Well, yeah. But then he also warned everyone about a miner's accident and they did also all die. Um, And he was also at 9-11 and he didn't stop that either. But like, he's trying. So if I could just (laughs) chalk up, uh, you know, if we're going to give him a score on lives saved so far we're at zero we're at zero <laughs> lives saved from his attempts to warn people of future events <laughs> yeah but now if we see mothman we'll know now like now <laughs> to run away <laughs> where has where was mothman at the end of 2019 that's what we want to know where was he in, he should have been in Shenzhen. <laughs> well or Zhu, Zhu Jing. He, I forgot where it was. he might have been in, is it wuhan that's yeah. He might have been in Wuhan and no one saw him. The other the other places were real. They they weren't just me being racist. Oh, I, yeah, I get. I, I I thought as much. <laughs> I assumed that. Yeah. Um, there is a man from West Virginia who claims that Mothman stole his dog. So I don't think Mothman <laughs> is like a completely good hero. <laughs> but he's he's possibly chaotic evil at best. I think he's chaotic good. Like. He likes to warn people about bad events. Yes, you were editorialising again. No, okay. He warns people about bad events, but he also likes He's dogs. He's bad events. And took a dog to be his dog pet. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, you're humanising Mothman now. Apparently, oh, yeah. 
Actually, he does walk, Mark, but he walks like a penguin. (laughs) 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 Two things were funny there, Kat, is the fact that you said he walks like a penguin, and the second thing was the way you said penguin, (laughs) was that it had three three syllables, and that just made me, he walks like a penguin. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um... He likes to chase cars. Cat, this sounds like an anime. <laughs> is that is that what the Snow Patrol song was about? Mothman. Patrol song yeah. chasing cars. It's really about Mothman. Okay, I haven't even got onto the alien bit. Um, oh, oh no! Oh god. So, the Men in Black came into the story in like the seventies when this guy wrote a book about Mothman. He's lived a long time. Yeah. So he was he was around his first sighting was in the 60s and he was alive for 911. He might not be alive now, maybe that's why he didn't warn us about. So okay, I'll admit in his lifetime he hasn't warned anyone successfully about anything. Uh, about everything, about everything from yeah. So they the men in black attempted to threaten witnesses of the Mothman to make them not talk about Mothman because they didn't want Mothman to get it out. Like, so they wore all black because they're the men in black and sunglasses and he, they don't know how to eat jello because um, they tried to eat it. What? Cat what? A man offered them jello. You, you can't just. I'm just trying to say that they're aliens, Mark, because they cut. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm they, sorry. He tried to drink jello. <laughs> That's right. So the men in black are aliens. Right. They don't chew they just swallowed jelly like it was a drink. I cannot take on board this nutrient. Yeah, and then just took photographs of houses that had been around Mothman. Huh. Houses that had been around like Mothman? People, people who had been around Mothman, their houses. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Wow. So... <laughs> I feel like I feel like there's a whole extra story about these 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 men in black. Do we what what more do we know about them? Do they disappear along with along with Mothman? Um, it's the the men in black only seem to come from this one guy who interviewed all the Mothman people, all the people who had seen Mothman, but they'd never mentioned the men in black before or since. But he says that they they told him about them, and I think he's sure. Yeah, because yeah, I mean the, the the jelly thing. Yeah, because like, who would make that up? <laughs> yeah, like that's too it's weird to make, to make up, up that they drink mm. jelly. Mm. They try to drink jelly. Mm. So he wrote a book called "The Real Men in Black." Then he wrote a book called "Men in Black: Personal Stories and Eerie Adventures," Ooh. and then he wrote a book called "Women in Black" because he's a feminist. <laughs> 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 Women can fail at drinking jello too. destroying that glass ceiling so the theory i guess goes that mothman is an alien who has escaped the capture of these men in black who are also aliens and has come to earth to either save people or if you don't like mothman to kill people and the men in black are there to try and capture Mothman again, which they seem to have successfully done because they have not appeared, or Mothman has appeared. Not, Mothman or the men in black have not appeared since. Yep, no, that's that. That so. would appear to be um, the succession of facts that correctly 
sums up the uh, current situation vis-a-vis the existence or non-existence of Mothman and the Men in Black. I mean, there's so many people who have said they've seen Mothman, but it's like... At this point, I mean, it's obviously real. Um, Excellent! (laughs) Wasn't one of the theories uh, that it's just a big owl that lives near that area that people have seen at night? Uh, Okay. In our podcast episode that we did all about Mothman, I may have said in that episode, I think it's just an owl. Right. Um, That's simply your theory. Yeah. Because because he owls are scary, right? And like he looks, he, I mean, they, what they're describing is just an owl. Um, sure. So- <laughs> they can predict the future. They can't drink jelly. Yeah. As we know from Harry Potter, owls love to deliver post and watch uh, horrific world events as they happen. <laughs> as they unfold. Absolutely. But I just like the Mothman story because... It's dumb and funny. Um, yeah. I like the idea of a giant mothman who's trying to save everyone, but is really bad at it. <laughs> Clumsy mothman. <laughs> oh, no, no. Um, <clears throat> all right. I'm going to take us maybe darker. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys know about Cropsy? Um, I have heard. Is it the title of a documentary that's on Netflix? It is. I think I watched the documentary, but I cannot remember what it's about. Excellent. I have never heard of this, no. It just sounds like the name of an EDM DJ that I haven't heard of. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, well, Cropsy was said to be uh, an escaped mental patient who lived in the tunnels underneath an old uh, defunct mental institution on Staten Island in New York. Uh, and he would come out late at night and snatch children off the streets and disembowel them. Shit. So said the, the urban legend. Uh, Cropsy became um, a uh, a widespread uh, sort of bogeyman um, of urban legend, which um, has its roots in the real life abduction of kids in the seventies. Uh, so this documentary came out. Um, I think it was in two thousand and nine that examined the whole real life story of this guy called Andre Rand, who was a former employee of the mental institution in said legend, um, who was convicted on a single count of child abduction, um, but denied any involvement in other child disappearances. So there's your cropsy. That's scary. I don't want to be disemboweled. No, I don't want to be Also, Kat, you're 27, so you might be safe and live in Birmingham, <laughs> England. So there's, there's several reasons I think you're safe from cropsy. All right, Tom, fine. Um, Killing the fun. <laughs> <laughs> Killing the fun that you might be abducted and disembowelled. Yeah, that's yeah. the fun of spooky stories. You're like, ooh, I might die. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess so. Well, the ones, bar, bar sort of one or two, I think, I've gone for things that are urban legends that are... Um, that actually have a basis, in fact, to uh, up the terrifying quotient. Um, I've neither of my, I mean, obviously, Mothman does have a basis in fact. Neither of my other mm-hmm. two have a basis in fact, but one of them seems like it does, which is fun. Ooh, excellent. Okay. Uh, well, why don't we? Let's go, a Tom. Let's go, a Tom. What, what's what's so? My first one. I've gone for. I've gone for the more modern trend of, um, I think the modern kind of spooky story is rumours on Facebook <laughs> because Facebook is is such a rumour mill and there's so many people just willing to believe anything that Sharon from the hairdressers has posted or whatever. So this this first one, have you heard of Talking Angela? 
I don't think so. So this is from, uh, I think it was 2014. Um, Talking Angela was an app that followed from Talking Tom. You might have heard of that one where you speak to a cat and it's a kind of AI chatbot thing. It was really, really popular, Um, like literally millions and millions of downloads. And all you did was talk to a cat, which, you know. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like... That's maybe an early tens thing that wouldn't have got as much traction now. I think I remember an app that was you say a thing and then it says the thing that you've said back at you in a silly voice. That definitely feels like a thing. So I think that was an earlier incarnation of the app. And then later on, it became like a simple AI chatbot where you would say, hello, Angela. And it would say like, hello, how are you? And that sort of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a hoax, a rumor that got massive traction on Facebook. And the rumor was that behind Angela, there was a man in another corner of the world sat on his computer talking to you. Mangela. <laughs> and it was, people were particularly worried because this was obviously an app aimed at children and they were worried that there were nefarious men talking to their children through it. Mm-hmm. It got to the point where there was some urban legend that if you looked really closely at Angela's eye, you could see like a really small webcam feed of this man. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know why. It's clearly from people who don't know how technology works because they think that he his video needs to be there for him to see you. <laughs> in the yeah, it's got to be it's got to be in the eye because that's where yeah. So he's hid himself really small. um and i have the statement that um someone from the the company uh gave after this which i thought i just put it because it's quite funny obviously it's a hoax i don't know how it started or got traction these things just happen and then they pointed out that it's been downloaded 57 million times Mm -hmm. um so she said we have millions of users every day using this app can you imagine? We'd need an army of paedophiles. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, oh my god! What a phrase! I can't imagine that being We'd your statement. Why would you make that public statement? What? Yeah, that's not that's not for publication. It sounded like they were saying. I mean, obviously, if we could do it, we would do that. <laughs> but we don't have that many paedophiles. <laughs> It's like the um, uh, the the O.J. Simpson book. Um, it's if I yeah. did it, and then the if is in tiny letters. It's like I mean, I'm not saying we, we but you know, just yeah. I think Ooh. it's a statement Oof. where you can tell the tone of it is this is a person really fucking pissed off because all they had to do was manage a talking cat app, and now they've got press asking them about paedophiles in in foreign corners of the world. <laughs> Crouching in the eye of a cat. Uh, <laughs> My yeah. word. Oh, I love stuff like that. Facebook is, I think because of the population, the the, the particular lack of, and, and no disrespect to anyone on Facebook, but the particular lack of unique, the unique lack of internet savvy that you get on Facebook mm. really does seem, and, and then it trickles into WhatsApp and, and I get these messages every now and again that's like, um, there'll be some 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 hoax that's gone round 
and and you get this really shrill really hastily typed badly spelled message um that's that's telling you that mark zuckerberg is copying all of your contacts uh and that you need to copy this um email you need to copy this message and send it to everyone and then that will stop zuckerberg (laughs) and then you know like or or, or facebook's being shut down and the only way to do it is to send this message by protest and it's like i have to be the guy who's like i auntie auntie jill (laughs) (laughs) Uh, dear, dear Auntie Jill, this this isn't. It's it's okay. It's, it's yeah. all right. There was You're fine, there was a lot right? of that um, of people being like, um, they're going to start charging us for Facebook. We will not stand for yes. this. Join this group. Yes, like uh, as if Zuckerberg's going to be shaking in his boots because you and fifty million other grandmas <laughs> are in a group. I don't know. <laughs> what have you got next? I have quite a long one. Oh, cool. I mean, because Mothman was short. <laughs> Can you cut all of Mothman? <laughs> How dare you! I would never do such a thing. Not to our beloved Mothman. Cat, you said we needed to protect Mothman. Yeah. Okay, I just now that I realise that he's probably dead. What's the point of everyone knowing about Mothman? Who moths the Mothman? Yeah, man. He died of natural causes, <laughs> but like, I'm assuming. Let's, I, I'm going to stop talking about Mothman. <laughs> okay. This is. Don't you ever stop talking about Mothman. Olivia Mabel. Have either of you heard of her and this story? No, ma'am. I have not. Okay. I'm going to preface this by saying um, it's a sad story, but it's not real. And it's, I'll explain why it's not real. But everyone, a lot of people online seem to think it's a real true crime story. Okay. And there's a lot of resources on this one website. So I'll I'll explain the story. So it's the early 1990s, just to set the time period. And Olivia Mabel is a stay-at-home mom, and she lives with her husband and her seven-year-old son. And the story goes that her son, Aidan, dies by drowning in a pond on the property. And after a year of living in grief, her husband divorces her, and Olivia is left alone in a big house by herself, having lost touch with all of her family and friends and grieving her son, which is very sad. Um, and then, so she's all by herself and she's grieving. And then in September 1991, that was the last time that anyone ever saw Olivia. And no one ever sort of went to check on the house because it was kind of just assumed empty. Uh, Like they thought maybe she'd moved away or whatever. And then that was until 1994, three years later, when three 911 calls were made from the house, all of which were completely silent. And like, I think normally the police if they just get one silent 911 call, they kind of ignore it. But if they get multiple from the same house, they're like, fuck, okay, we need to go check this out. So they went over to the house and when they got there, they found some weird stuff. Like they got to the house and the door was like bowed. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen a bowed door. Like it's, sometimes you can get it if it's really, really hot and the door is like, Mm-hmm. popping out oh the... so there's it's like mm-hmm. swollen or something yeah swollen yeah. door yeah convex as opposed to concave yes mm, big words wow <laughs> it's the one thing i remember from science <laughs> so 
they sort of were like, this is weird, but this is an obviously abandoned house, but we got 911 calls from it. So they went inside and they just found like, and everything was covered in dirt and dust. And they looked around and they found one bedroom, which was clean and clearly it had been well looked after. And that was Aiden, the son's room. And in this room, they find Olivia's body sitting upright in a rocking chair. Yeah. Um, and she's holding a doll made of sticks and fab- fabric, uh. which apparently is supposed to resemble her son. Uh. If you go on the website, it doesn't look like... I mean, it could be literally any kid. But anyway. Wait, what, what do you mean by the website, Kat? Does it, is there an official <laughs> website of this <laughs> yeah, crime? Thank you, Tom. That's a good point. Yeah. OliviaMabel.com. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm glad someone is using bandwidth for good. It has a load of like photos on there, like nothing of any bodies or anything but crime scene photos. Because in this room, they also found an altar which had photos of her son and some of his things and candles and stuff. And pasted to the front of the altar were the words construct or to build written in a Tibetan language. Um, And that's just kind of a rough translation is to construct. Um, But the weird thing was, it was clear to the officers that Olivia had been dead for like months, maybe even a year, because she was partially decomposed. But they'd got the 911 calls that day. And in the room, they found a letter dated to the day that they'd got the 911 calls and they'd come in. And it read, you can see photos of the letter on oliviamable.com. And it read, uh, my Aiden, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I should never have let it get like this. I'm leaving. I will not let you keep me, you vile, evil creature. Mommy's coming for you, Aiden. Mommy loves you. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) That's a space. Was that Professor Frink from The Simpsons? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what he was. I can't do a good Frink. I wish I could. Well, uh, it appears that the uh, the child was um, uh, living in the sticks. Uh, (laughs) With the bundles and the fabric and the. Excellent. Oh yeah, the thing looks horrible. The 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 bundle of sticks. Yeah, it's got what? It's got a sort of smiley face and buttons for eyes. I think so. Yeah, and I think its head is like a walnut with buttons on it or something. <laughs> yeah. God, the little hat and oh, the thing I always yeah, think about, like those kind of things that crop up in horror movies. I'm sorry to interrupt, Tom, yeah? but th- this this lad is jacked. <laughs> Is he? Um, he's this this lad's this lad's packing heat. Yeah, this lad's packing heat because he's got two two little legs uh, which have been cut out in fabric, and then he's got like, what I can only describe as a giant wooden dog. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's what that is. I, I, I call it as I see it, cat. I can only tell you what I'm looking at, and what I'm looking at is pure wood. If you know what I mean. Anyway, yeah. No, I think this. I, <laughs> I think this is true now. I've uh, I've changed my mind. It's, it just seems so um, plausible. Plausible. Yeah. <laughs> so so um, how do we know that this is not true? Well, I haven't finished the story yet. That's that's sort of what I was uh, aiming okay. towards. <laughs> right. That was my prompt to get us back on track. The police go in, right? 
I'm, I'm just going to explain what the story, the, the rumors, the local rumors about the story are. Mm -hmm. So the police close the case. They don't have any leads. And based on the words she wrote, which are in a Tibetan language, which are construct and to build, it seems like she was trying to make something called a tulpa. Have either of you heard of a tulpa? No, I don't think so. So it's called a tulpa in Tibetan, but in English it's called a thought form. And it's basically, it's you create a, a, a being through spiritual powers, like you meditate and you hold an object and you have to do things in the lunar cycle and stuff. And then you kind of create this being, which at first isn't like corporeal or like it, it can't do or touch things. But then as it gets stronger, it can. Okay. Um, and you're supposed to sort of give it a name and then just give it a command and then dissipate it. But apparently if you keep it around for too long, it will get more and more aggressive and keep trying to get energy from places. Like a Meeseeks box. Yes, exa exactly like that. <laughs> um, as a side note, obviously this is a Western version of a tulpa, um, which gained popularity on Reddit and 4chan because... Like anything, when the My Little Pony fans get their hands on something, it blows up. <laughs> um, <laughs> they are the taste makers, the trend setters. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So basically, My Little Pony fans discovered tulpas were a thing. And there became entire 4chan things dedicated to fans making tulpa versions of the ponies to fuck um oh, <laughs> oh catherine <laughs> so that's what a tulpa is <laughs> i mean oh. obviously the tibetan spiritual practice is not to make no. my little ponies to fuck but um in the western world oh. that is what it has become cat that was worse to hear than the moth not preventing 9-11 like that was more upsetting <laughs> <laughs> what that was I think that's the worst oh. like combination of words I've ever heard. <laughs> it's it's it, it might be the most offensive thing that's been said on this what is quite a kind of benign podcast. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. Do you need us to You should listen to List Envy. It's it's pretty it's pretty harmless. You know, sometimes someone says fuck, but apart from that, like it's pretty kind of just, you know, pleasant and benign and warm. I just often describe the podcast as warm. <laughs> And now, and now, you bring this upon my house. Mark's going to edit this down into like a two-minute episode where it was just, it was us saying hello and then Mark telling a story and then nothing of what we've said. Anyway. Oh, God, there's more. Back to Olivia. Because I just told you that because I thought it was funny when I was reading about Tulpas and I learned about this. Mm. Um. All of that information can be found on the website oliviamabel.com. And that. All right, have you got an affiliate deal? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Use the offer is... code TOLPA to get <laughs> <laughs> 25% off your wooden figurine. The reason I'm mentioning it is that that is the website where all of this information originates. Mm -hmm. um, the photos on there are 
staged. The police records are all fake. Like I, there were some people who tried calling up the police department in the local area and they were like, that's not true. In fact, I'll play you. Can I play a clip? Um, I think this recording proves the whole thing is fake because of the man's very bad acting. Look, she was out of her mind. That's all you need to know, okay? <laughs> the boy is dead. Simple as that. Just stop, stop digging. <laughs> he sounds mildly uh, perturbed. <laughs> yeah, like as soon as I heard, I was going through the website a while ago, and as soon as I heard that recording, I was like, well, this is fake. Apparently, the whole thing is a hoax set up to promote an independent horror film. Okay, so they're, they're trying to play witch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, and they it's kind a good of set up. Yeah, I think it's a good setup, and it was about <laughs> not better at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they put out this story and then made a Kickstarter to to be able to record their film, and they never reached the goal. Oh, so. The film was never made, which is a shame. But it's kind of yeah. strange because now you just have a film that was never made that's based on this story. And the story was obviously written for the film. Mm. But it's just so now there's just this strange quote unquote true crime story that floats around some true crime spaces as like, <gasps> what? Like, this is so strange because they've got all these like fake police reports and things. And on the website, it doesn't like, Obviously, it doesn't link to the movie project or anything. Yeah. So then people believe that it's real for some weird... Yeah, it's just funny. A strange artifact from a failed film. Yeah. I like it. Hmm. Um, so you know how uh, the, the, the the kids today and of, of yesteryear, uh, a common fear a com a common theme with with children's fears is uh there's someone or something under my bed mm, i don't like that fear because i get it <laughs> mm -hmm. well this is from march the 24th 2010 uh from the seattle times although it didn't happen in washington in 2010 james and Rhonda sergeant went to stay at a budget lodge which is a motel in memphis tennessee they checked into room 222 and noticed a foul smell that centred around the bed. Oh, no. Cleaners had um, probably tried to cover it up as they found fabric softener sheets tucked into curtains and bits of ceiling tiles and all sorts of stuff. Um, and they tried burning incense, uh, but they couldn't shift the smell. Uh, the couple stayed in another room and then even tried a different hotel, but they came back to the budget lodge because it was cheaper. <laughs> um Essentially, uh, apparently, police were called, um, and uh, they, they'd apparently tried to gain entry previously, but apparently they weren't allowed in or something. That that, that bit's a bit sketchy. Um, but when they finally gained entry, they found the body of a 29-year-old mother of five who'd been killed in the room and stuffed into a box under the bed. Her body hadn't been noticed um, by the cleaners, and and uh, it just it just lay there for days and days and days. Ooh. Oh, that's horrible. So, sometimes kids the body under the bed is real <laughs> is that a true story yes well oh, that's so sad two stars for that hotel i mean you know <laughs> i hope they at least got a few you know extra towels or whatever mm -hmm. <laughs> it's kind of like the elisa lamb story i don't know if you've heard of that mark i don't know if i have basically um well, it was this girl who was staying in a really shit cheap hotel and she went missing. And then a few days later, 
people were complaining about their water tasting strange. And then after that, they were complaining about the water being brown. Um, and then they found her dead body in the water tank on top of the hotel. And so people for days had just been drinking water that her body had been. Yeah, no, I, 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 I didn't know the name. Um, but I, I, yes, I have come across it on my, my internet travels. Mm. Um, just hadn't seen the name. Um, okay. Uh, let's do, let's do another cat one. Okay. This is my final one. Um, have either of you heard of a Russian sleep experiment? I assume you have. I, no, I'm not sure. Not not by I've, that name. Anyway. I've seen the title. I think. I think I saw a Tumblr post years ago, but I can't. I can't remember anything about it. Yeah. So it's one of the good creepy pastas that kind of made creepy pasta take off. So it's basically. It was the 1940s, and the Soviets were doing Soviet things like scientific experiments on political prisoners. Um, and this experiment was just locking a bunch of people in a room and pumping it with stimulants so they wouldn't fall asleep. So yeah. they locked a lo This isn't a true story, mm -hmm. but it's fun to pretend it is. Yes. Okay. They locked, a lo they locked like five political prisoners in a room and they sealed it and they just watched them for days. They were planning on doing it for 30 days. Um, and then they said if they managed it, they'd be set free. And all of them behaved just like normal people for the first few days. And then it kind of got a bit weird where they were like, they'd stayed awake for so long and they physically couldn't fall asleep because of a stimulant. But um, they were like talking to themselves or trying to talk to researchers through the one-way glass and stuff. And their conversations just became darker as time went on and they were just acting weird. And then on the ninth day, a subject began just screaming uncontrollably for hours on end Ooh. and the other subjects just didn't notice and then a second one started screaming and then all of the other subjects used their own feces and book pages to cover up the windows so that they couldn't be watched and so the scientists had no idea what was going on inside and for some reason they just left it like that for a couple of days they were just like okay well it can't be that bad um, Look, we're doing an experiment here. We've got to work. Yeah. <laughs> Science. So they just left them in there and they couldn't hear or see anything because the screaming had stopped. And then after a couple of days, they were like, okay, we should probably go inside. So they went in and they turned off the stimulant gas and they found only four surviving subjects because the rest of them had disemboweled themselves and dis with what eaten. what they used yeah I, d I don't know how what are they used to dispel themselves okay their own finger claw like hand fingernails uh, i guess and then they've uh, eaten their inter own internal organs oh yeah <laughs> is that tom i hear giggling <laughs> in, in my head in my head i'm just uh re-singing uh it's the most wonderful time of the year uh, <laughs> <laughs> There'll be nice disemboweling and, <laughs> yeah. and shit for the windows and <laughs> <laughs> and no sleep for you. And then the rest of the song, it just goes back to marshmallows and snow and stuff. And like, <laughs> never mentions it again. Wow. And then um, 
so the ones who are left alive are like, I don't want to be taken out of this room. I can't fall asleep. Please just give me more stimulant. But they didn't, and they took them out and tried to fix them. And then what, two of them, I think, just died because they fell asleep. And like, if if when they were in that state, if they fell asleep, it just automatically meant they died. Um, and then there was finally like one surviving because they had to shoot the other one because he went a bit meant a little bit mental as opposed to the very oh, mental they'd been before. And then the researcher was like, "What the fuck? It, what are you?" And then apparently the subject smiled and said that they were that inherent evil inside the human mind that is kept in check by the act of sleeping. And then he died. Woof! Oi! Uh, I wish I had. I wish I was like a comedian and I'd have like a <laughs> like a singer. I don't have a zinger for that. That's quite. Cool. Yeah, it's quite a spooky story, and I remember reading it when I was quite young and being like, "I need to go to sleep now." <laughs> <laughs> wow! This is why you are what you are. <laughs> this is why you're like this. Well, next time I'm tired yeah, and like, you know, when someone asks, oh, have you been a bit tired? Have you been working a lot? I'll be like, yeah, I'm a bit tired. I can feel the inherent evil inside humanity, like coming to the <laughs> fore a bit. And I'm like, yeah, me too. I need to have eight hours yeah. to keep it. Don't talk show. to me till I've had my coffee or I'll disembowel you. <laughs> Don't talk to me until I've dis- until I've um, banished the inherent evil. <laughs> Mondays, am I right? Wow, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Mondays, you just want to swallow the souls of the infidels. And on that note, we're going to leave it for this episode. Uh, thank you so much to uh, Tom and Kat. Um, you will uh, find their details um, at... Uh, well, the links are in the show notes. Um, you'll uh, also find Kat's Cabinet of Curiosities. Um, that is a, a, a fine podcast, and you'll find it wherever fine podcasts are pervade. Um, so, yes, uh, do check that out. And... Uh, uh, stay close to your podcast player. Uh, if you are not already subscribed to List Envy, then you can remedy that really easily. Uh, again, just look for List Envy in your podcast player, uh, and you can get all the details for how to subscribe at listenvypod.com. And I believe, if I remember correctly, listenvypod.com slash listen still has uh, useful information if you are not a podcast listening native um, for how you can uh, access the show in uh, in a way that feels more comfortable to you. So... That is the service that we provide here in List Envy Towers. So as I say, next episode will be out in a few days. And then as we get into 2021, we've got uh, quite a few already in the hopper. So, uh, yeah, uh, hoping to go back to a regular weekly schedule. I've got a bit of help finding new guests and stuff. So I think, um, yeah, it's uh, exciting times afoot. And if you if you enjoyed the podcast before, then do tell a friend. Um, that is the best way that we can we can spread the word. I love making the show. It's been it's just editing. This one has been so lovely getting back into it. So uh, that's enough chat for me for now we'll talk about more stuff uh in in a few days time but uh for now thank you for listening and i'll speak to you again very soon